On this edition of the Iowa Business Report. Mondays are worse than Fridays, that work shouldn't be fun or isn't fun. And sadly, that's true in a lot of cases. Developing a positive workplace culture is key to long-term success. We'll speak with the author of a new book about what worked at his Iowa-based company. Employee ownership gains a new advocate in Iowa. And in our business profile, how a longtime Iowa business known for helpful smiles started sponsoring auto racing. This is the Iowa Business Report for the second weekend of May 2023. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. You've heard us talk previously with Drew Harden, founder and CEO of Blue Compass, a national web design development and digital marketing firm in West Des Moines. He now shares some of the lessons he's learned about company culture in a new book titled Retain, How to Create an Incredible Company Culture That No One Wants to Leave. I have owned and run this company for 15 years and I've had a wonderful experience, but as time has gone on, I have realized, you know, my number one purpose, my number one responsibility here at Blue Compass as the CEO isn't to make sure our processes are the best, isn't necessarily to go after clients, but really, you know, the basis of it all is for me to define our mission and our values, to live them out myself, and then to help our team members do the same. And when I can do that, you know, it really helps create an atmosphere where our team members can have fun, where they can feel supported, where no one is looking over their back, like someone's going to take credit for them. It enables us to be creative, do our very best, and just enjoy what we do every day. I think that for some reason over the years, we've all gotten this idea that work is a bad thing, that Mondays are worse than Fridays, that work shouldn't be fun or isn't fun. And sadly, that's true in a lot of cases. And so I really dream of a world where, you know, people feel like Mondays are are like Fridays. They look forward to them and they want to enjoy the work that they do. They want to feel like they're supported. So this is something I became really passionate about years ago. And at Blue Compass, when we started, you know, our culture was just fantastic. We started just as a two-person startup. You know, we hired a few people. The culture was great. And then probably about eight, nine years ago, we got a really tremendous client, a huge client, Jeff. And that was great because it helped us grow. It helped us become a better company in so many ways, but it also caused us to hire very, very quickly. And we doubled in size. With that, I started to notice maybe a little drama and maybe a little gossip starting to creep in. And that's something we had never had before. And so it was a great lesson for me as a leader, and it taught me that the power of my personality is not enough to fuel an incredible culture. You have to define the mission and values, and you just have to be very purposeful about it. You have to work at it every day. And so I thought, you know, it would be great to start to put these lessons I learned along the years together in a book and share them with others. And so that's where the book Retain came from. It's interesting that you start a company and you dream of a certain level of success. And then once it's achieved, you're obviously focused in attacking whatever the new project is or reaching the goal for the new client. 
And that's a time when the company culture can slip because, again, you're now working with people who weren't there at the beginning, who didn't share with you the original vision. You have to be very purposeful in terms of bringing them up to speed so that they have that same sense of work ethic and sense of place as these folks who were with you from the start. That's absolutely true. And when you bring new people onto your organization, that's an incredible opportunity to put the right people on the right seats of the bus and continue that fantastic culture. One of the things I've learned over the years is, you know, it's personality is more important than skills. And we've learned here that you can teach skills, but you can't teach personality. And I think it's so important that when you hire for your organization, you find people that believe in your same company values, that are team players, that aren't out for themselves. What I learned over the years is you got to be really strict and looking for the right people who are going to be a great fit with our organization. I think Blue Compass is a fantastic organization. You know, a lot of people want to work here, but we're not right for everyone. We're not a perfect fit for everyone, and that's just fine. And not every organization is a perfect fit for you. And so when people look for jobs, I think it's really important for them to find those organizations that are a fantastic fit. But if we can get people in here that believe in what we're doing, that are team players, that want to have a little fun in the office and want to work really hard, then that's only going to make our culture and our mission a little easier. But again, that is incumbent upon the leaders to articulate the vision. Well, I guess first know it themselves and then be able to articulate it very clearly to people because it's my experience in any workplace situation, an employee fails when they're not given clear directions. Well, if they don't have a clear sense of what the company is as a foundation, we can't be surprised when they don't measure up to the company culture that you think you are advocating. Absolutely. In the book, I talk about five keys to great company culture. And the first one is visible values. And I think that's a great place to start. So at Blue Compass, you know, after we struggled with a bit of a toxic workplace many years ago, what came out of that was some really clear values that we all believe here. And that for me as a leader, it's my job to make sure everyone knows those and believes in them and follows them, et cetera. And so our five values here at Blue Compass are we are positive, we grow our expertise, we support one another, we give clients our best, and we reject drama and gossip. And so if we can follow those, we're in a great place. So it's not enough just to hang them on the wall, and we certainly have them on the wall here, but we also put them in our proposals. We have them on our website. Every month when we have a full team meeting, I run through our values and not only running through each value, but I will give an example of someone who fulfilled one of those values really, really well in the last month and they get a round of applause. And so it's kind of telling the story of who's following those values, how they're impacting our business. It has to be something that as a leader, I live out myself too. I have to be positive. I have to be supportive. I have to grow my expertise because you know, as a leader, the best way you can get a behavior from someone else is to model it yourself. The second one is appreciative acknowledgement. No one ever left an organization because they were acknowledged too much. And as humans, we want to know what we do matters and that it's making an impact and that people are noticing. Just simply acknowledging what other people are doing, giving them shout outs, bringing them coffee, anything little like that is really, really powerful. So I think that acknowledgement is so important. And the next one, number three, is jovial joy. I think that fun is an element that's missing in so many different 
offices today. And so if we can create a place here that's fun, that people enjoy, that's not afraid to laugh, I think that's important. A lot of leaders, a lot of organizations take themselves too seriously, but I think if we can laugh at ourselves and have a little fun in the office, that makes a big difference. The fourth principle is constant connection, especially in today's hybrid world, remote world. It is so essential for managers and leaders to be constantly connected to their team members, to communicate as much as possible, to be very clear, to set the right expectations, and just try to be transparent, let people know what's going on. I think that personal relationships and connections are even more important than billable hours. I think that you know, when someone doesn't know what's going on, if they're not hearing from their manager, if they feel like they're an island, that's when it starts to be a problem. So that constant connection is number four. And then five is genuine growth. All of us as humans deep down, I believe, have a desire to grow, to get better, to develop, to progress, whether we truly recognize it or not. And if your organization can help your team members do that, it's just another way for them to truly feel fulfilled and to want to stick around at your organization forever. So here at Blue Compass, we try to think of ways that we can help our team members follow the right career path, grow their skills, grow their abilities, learn. Again, one of our values here at Blue Compass is we continually grow our skills. So that's, that's incredibly important for us as an organization, and I think for every organization. And when you have these five principles at your organization and you're doing them all fairly well, it really can create an environment where people feel valued, they feel like they're getting better, they're enjoying what they do, and they're so likely to stick around. Drew Harden of Blue Compass. His new book is called Retain, How to Create an Incredible Company Culture That No One Wants to Leave. Learn more at DrewHarden.com. There was much more to the conversation, including a rather unique way Blue Compass recently honored members of its team. Hear that story as part of the full interview. It's an IBR Extra podcast at TotallyIowa.com or wherever you get podcasts of this program. We connected via Zoom on Friday, March 10. Still to come... Coordinating Resources to Assist Employee Ownership. And later, we'll go down the center aisle to learn about one business's effort to expand branding and tourism. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. It's one of the largest charity car shows in Iowa, Cruising for Camp Courageous, presented by the Cedar Valley Street Rod, Sunday, May 21st at the camp near Monticello. More than 400 cars, trucks, motorcycles, and more will be on display, plus a silent and live auction, craft show, pinstriping demonstrations, a full afternoon of fun for a great cause. Cruising for Camp Courageous, Sunday, May 21st. For information or to register your vehicle, go to campcourageous.org. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the latest quarterly member survey by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. We told you previously about an employee ownership conference to be presented by Advance Iowa 
which is the presenting sponsor of this program. The event was held in Newton this past Thursday and actually began with a major announcement, the formation of the Iowa Center for Employee Ownership, the IACEO. Iowa is the latest state to have a center dedicated to assisting entities with this form of business structure, from worker co-ops to employee stock ownership programs, or ESOPs, the new center will serve as a resource for information and referrals. The Iowa Center for Employee Ownership is in partnership with Advance Iowa and University of Northern Iowa Business and Community Services. We'll share conversations recorded at that conference in coming weeks on this program, and we'll keep you posted as more information is released on the new IACEO entity. Coming up, start your engines. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Hey, good buddy. You got your ears on? This is Michael Swanger with Iowa History Journal. Remember those old home bread TV commercials from the 1970s and the hit song Convoy? Well, get your rear in gear and head over to Hy-Vee, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, or Mills Fleet Farm to read about country music legend C.W. McCall, in the May-June issue of Iowa History Journal. You can also travel the Internet Highway and get your copy at iowahistoryjournal.com and subscribe today. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at advanceiowa.com. In this week's business profile, we talk with Georgia Van Gundy, Executive Vice President, Chief Administrative Officer, and Chief Customer Officer for Hy-Vee, which has certainly come a long way since Charles Hyde and David Vredenberg, the H&V of Hy-Vee, founded the company. And in this conversation, you'll hear how Hy-Vee got heavily involved in IndyCar racing in Iowa. IV started in Beaconsville, Iowa, 93 years ago. Just started out as a very small grocer. So when you think about IV and our commitment to communities, that's how we started out as a small business in Iowa. And now we've grown to where we're in over eight states with our retail operations. And then actually we have other, our specialty pharmacy in 20 different states as well. And so currently we have about 80,000 employees in all of those states doing business. We have our grocery stores, as you know, but we have pharmacies, we have a specialty pharmacy, we've got food manufacturing and our distribution centers and warehouses. So there's a lot that is to Hy-Vee. A lot of it is in Iowa, but a lot outside of Iowa as well. So we have a longstanding history. One of the things people will notice if they go into the store, a lot of signage tied to what we call indie cars. The company sponsors a team in the IndyCar Racing Series. And, of course, there is the major events that go on in Newton every year. How is it that this was seen as a good way to, in one respect, place marketing dollars, but in another respect to support Central Iowa and particularly the Speedway in Newton? A lot of retailers, and we're not different, we're involved in sports marketing. So sports marketing is a way, obviously, to get our brand out there and support sport teams that we align with. And we have had a relationship with Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. So had helped support 
an IndyCar already within the circuit. And so again, it's just another opportunity for branding purposes. And then the governor came to us probably, well, this will be the second year of the race. So probably two and a half years ago and said, hey, we want to bring a race back to Iowa because, you know, we used to have a race and we think that you would be a great partner to do that. We are very dedicated to the communities in which we do business. In particular, Iowa, we're the largest private employer in Iowa. And so Randy, our CEO, chairman and president at the time, you know, really saw this as an opportunity to partner with Iowa. You know, we're part of the Iowa Business Council. A lot of the conversation that takes place at that table is how do we bring workforce to Iowa, and that's having events like the race that we have in Newton. So we told the governor that we'd be happy to be in and and help to bring that race. And last year, it was amazing. We had a great race. We had uh, probably over 40% of the people actually who attended that race were from outside of Iowa. So we were sold out both days and had some great musical acts. So we're looking forward to having it again this year. And that's one of the things, as you mentioned, it one thing for the Speedway to host a couple of top-level races over the course of a weekend. But the musical acts that you've brought, that's a logistical issue, that's a cost issue, but it really changes the whole event from simply being for race fans. It's a much broader audience. People have said to us, well, why have the concert? Why not have a smaller event? Well, because if I'm a race fan and I'm picking the few races that I'm going to go to in a year, how am I picking that? So they're laying out all the different races. Everybody wants to go to the Indy 500. And so we had to create a destination where people are picking Iowa. So why Iowa? Why do they want to pick that race? And so having those concerts on both days really made it more of a festival type of an event so that people are going to choose and want to come to Iowa for that race. It is pretty clear how the state benefits tourism, keeping the speedway viable, wonderful national exposure for those who watch the telecast, but how does that benefit the Hy-Vee business model? Because again, it costs money to do this. It's not something that, that you're just doing out of the goodness of your hearts. I guess the benefit that we might have is just that it focuses our stores. So you think about focusing at retail around a theme for selling and merchandising. And so we're able to use that race for that. But I would tell you to sponsor this race, it's a lot of our vendors who have come to the table. And so they help through sponsorships to bring that race here. And that's probably some benefit that we're giving up as a company to allow for those vendors to then be giving that sponsorship dollars to the race, if that makes sense. It's a lot to put on a race like this, especially in the type of festival atmosphere that we have. So I don't know that it's a huge benefit to Hy-Vee ourselves, but like I said, it focuses us around merchandising at the retail level. And again, I think why we took this on as a challenge is because we knew it would benefit Iowa as a whole and our communities and really trying to put Iowa on the map, continue as a place to come and live and raise a family at the end of the day. And that's an interesting point to me because obviously there's the race, but that's in a certain area of the state. The message, however, is in every single store you have because of the unique branding. And it also then reinforces the connection to community involvement because your individual stores may have space set aside on a Saturday morning for a scout troop or et cetera, et cetera. And you're asked to contribute at the local level to various things, whether it's uh, softball uniforms or whatever. This is just the broad, big manifestation of 
what you folks do store by store. Yeah, and that's a great reminder, you know, for this race coming up, what we've committed to from a charitable aspect is raising enough funds for 100 million meals for Feeding America. Just to your point, our merchandising the race in all of our eight states and IndyCar in all of our eight states, and then talking about this 100 million meal challenge that's tied to this Indy race that we have. So we're doing a roundup at the registers so our customers can come through, they can round up at the end, and then that helps to fulfill that 100 million meals. I have not seen another company that's made as big a commitment to providing meals during a time when people really need them. So we're really excited about that and how it's tied to the race this time. So it's a huge charitable aspect to what we're doing. Our challenge is, is getting more Iowa companies involved. How do we get more Iowa companies to sponsor the race or to buy tickets to the race so that they're there and actually sponsoring it. We have a lot, I would say probably 75% of the sponsorship support that we have for the race comes from our vendors. It's not from Iowa companies. So at the end of the day, Iowa companies say they need a workforce and they need events like this in the state of Iowa to make it an attractive place for people to come and live and work and raise a family. And so companies also then need to help support these types of activities in Iowa. They're great to have, but stepping up and really being able to provide that support is important to keep it sustainable long-term. Georgia Van Gundy of Hy-V, The second Hy-V IndyCar race weekend at the Iowa Speedway in Newton is July 21st through 23rd. Learn more at iowaspeedway.com. We connected via Zoom on Wednesday, May 3rd. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. That's where you'll find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR Extras and IBR Business Profiles. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, providing business solutions and support to small to medium-sized businesses. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.